0: You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week Podcast, episode thirty eight, sponsored by ComicCole.com. Hi, welcome to the IFM Web Pickle League Podcast, episode 38. My name is Connor. I'm here with Josh. Hello. And Ron. Hey, Connor. You're you're back. You're normal again. I'm back from Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, it was a trip and a half, man. Your world <laughs> tour is over? Yeah. He did,
1: a, he did a tour of scenic railway routes over the country.
0: <laughs> with no internet access? <laughs> no, not. No, I just use phones. Satellite good, phones. Good to have you back. And we three are iFanboy, we like comics, we read comics, and every week we read our stack of comics and one of us picks the best one they read and they write about it on the website and then we have this podcast to talk about it and we talk about all kinds of other stuff too. So before we get to the show, a quick reminder, we are going to be reviewing comics from the previous week or the current week and so we will be talking about plot points and spoilers and such, so if you haven't read your books yet, just get past the middle section or just wait a couple days until you finish. Josh has got the pick this week, so take it away Josh.
1: I will tell you that I had a bit of a hard time this week. I had I'm like seven books. Um
0: ironically because it was a really small week.
1: Yeah, very I actually there weeks, was a couple more I skipped. Weeks. I could have gotten more, I guess. But um you know what? Nothing jumped out at me. Uh I was actually kind of having a really hard time with it. I had uh we'll go into some of the other stuff that we read, but uh at the end of the day, um I thought the thing that left me with the best impression was uh the the new detective comics uh issue 821, which I believe is only thing more than that is, is action, right? Comic. Uh, yes. Yeah. That, that, that that's, a of, that's a whole lot of comics, and I love that they've never changed the number. Anyway, we got a new team on it this time. After bringing back the after finishing up the one year later story with James Robinson, uh, they have Paul Dini writing it, um, and 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 JH Williams III on art. If you don't know, uh, Paul Dini was the guy who was behind the Batman animated series, which I have always held to be one of the absolute best. Characterizations of Batman and and Bruce Wayne and the and the people sort of in that universe. I, I I actually hold them as sort of the standard to everything that I thought that did it really well. So um,
0: you're I'm definitely right out. about that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they just I don't know they just nailed it for some reason. So I was really looking forward to this. Um, now I'll be I'm be completely, completely honest. This was not a stellar knock you off your chair uh, issue of a comic book, but it was a really solid sort of short one issue story by a guy who really really understands this character and that was enough to make me sort of appreciate it and and he, almost more so I'm looking forward to what's coming cuz this felt like it was a jumping off point it was a it was a place they're going to get started on on sort of bigger better stories
0: <clears throat> well, I I felt like it was reading an, ish, an episode of the of the cartoon yeah it was very very structured like like his one shot episodes yeah definitely oh. he
1: um it it's interesting because he he uh Basically, the story is that there's a um, a new villain, and that's uh, that's revealed at the end. I don't I don't really need. It's to not
0: read even it. a new villain; it's just just a guy. Well, no, but I mean, it was not going show new, up new again. New
1: villain, but the the thing that Batman sort of kept commenting is that oh, it's just another run of the mill costume villain. And so, yeah, so it's
0: also a gang of it's a gang of criminals who are robbing the rich, the uh, upper crust society, by infiltrating them as you know, in, they show up at parties and and events, and then they end up robbing people.
1: And so, you know, Bruce has to undergo – he has to become sort of a detective. And what he does instead of acting like Batman is that he goes out as Bruce Wayne to hang out with the uh, elite in society and see if he can come up with the person who's been robbing these people. And uh, there's just some really nice moments. He absolutely hates having to be Bruce Wayne and having to hang out with these regular people. There's this really good line about, um, you know, it's 3.30 and I'm in an after-hours dive and I rarely get tired fighting muggers and madmen at this hour but tonight all I want to do is go home and sleep like this is just killing him right he can he can deal with everything else that happens but this is just awful um, and you know I kind of I kind of get the feeling that this story because Denny if you don't know also he, he works in TV he's a, he's a writer producer on Lost you know he's been in Hollywood not, for a while not anymore, not anymore but he was yeah. he isn't? Years.
2: no no yeah he's done I don't know trust, trust me he's done <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you, you made a call um, um. And it just it kind of feels like it's the revenge of the of the of the production assistant or the receptionist or the person who has to deal with all these these sort of high ego high status people in in uh, is what the villain is. He's like the guy who gets back at all these people. Um. The the art uh, was by JH Williams III who did um, Prometheus. I don't know if you guys Prometheus Promethea, Sorry about that. Prometheus. <laughs> Alan Moore's uh, ABC series. Uh, I knew what it was, I just said it wrong. I know, I know, it's just funny, because it's just like, we were correcting you, it, was just, it made me laugh. I'm you don't sorry. know how hard it is to go through this comic and talk about this stuff, <laughs> write it, sure. Talk about like, and then on page nine, no. Um, but, it, and, the, and the art is, uh, it's sort of a different different flavor from what we're used to in Batman. It's really, really good... In the sense that the layouts are really interesting and in the sort They're of very way the pages flow right, very much so. And there's, if you, I was, I made the point that if you look at any given page, there's usually at least something on every page that really catches your eye, and with his compositions and and the way things are put together, it's really nice. There are a couple of panels uh, of of Bruce Wayne where he looks downright goofy. One of them, is yeah, he he's got a creepy mustache in.
0: I mean, if you look at the pages, you're not going to see layouts like this in any other book. He's very unique in his his storytelling, but. You're right. There's like his faces are really um, iffy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman and Bruce Wayne. His Bruce Wayne just does not look consistent from from scene to scene.
1: Not really. <laughs> if you notice though, there's this really weird thing that that's happened is that in all the scenes as Bruce Wayne, um, everything is very flat and line drawn.
0: Yes, and the Batman it's very. It's
1: rounded and shaped and colored in a certain way. Batman looks painted almost. Right like it's really interesting to to a way to show that like Bruce Wayne is flat and lifeless and and Batman is is full and colorful and three dimensional and and uh that's something that that might slip by if you're not really paying attention um really good interaction with with Tim and Robin uh and and Gordon and and Alfred and this it's just like a solid good issue of detective comics and I've been away from Batman for a long time um, I started reading it up again when one year later started, but I, I, it's nice. It's nice to see this, and I'm really looking forward to what what happens in the future.
0: There's a couple of really good things about this comic that I I've actually liked this more as I think about it. Like I I liked it a, a lot when I read it, but I like it more now as I thought about it later. Um, one is that it's it's self-contained. Um, so this is going to please a lot of people who hate like the six to twelve-part multi-arc stories. You get a beginning, a middle, and an end in the course of the whole issue, and that's. Something that's for me was a hallmark of my memories of Batman comics. So you'd always get this mini mini mystery and it'd be over. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I am a big fan of this, the long arcs, but this is something that I used to enjoy as a kid: the the quick mystery. The other thing is he's actually being a detective in this comic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember back back during one of the detective reboots, they said they were going to bring him back to being quote unquote the detective in the Detective Comics, and it never really happened. But this is him actually doing detective work. He doesn't really do a lot of punching here. It's more of Putting clues together and using his brain to figure out, you know, who's behind these crimes. And the other thing is, um, I didn't really think about it until recently: is that it's so odd to see Batman and Robin together, because yeah. for the past almost ten years, they're com- they've been completely separate.
1: They they operate sort of. They operate separately apart.
0: The the, you know, Robin's the, t- the Titans or the Young Justice before, and Batman's the Justice League. And Robin had his own book and Batman had his books, and they rarely crossed over. And and now to see them fighting together, and it's been happening more lately, is still jarring to me. I'm not used to it. It makes me happy. I like. I mean, I had a big smile on my face during one of the panels. But um, I like that they're bringing, they've brought them back together, and they're keeping that that, that way. So I think, I think, I think this is a really good, really good start. I'm really excited about this. Can I
2: shock you guys?
0: Yeah. Oh my god! I bought it.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> I'm shocked. The
2: first, the first issue of Batman that I've ever purchased. Really? I
0: was. I had a whole rant ready to go against you for not buying it but now i'm stuck. well l- l-
2: i mean be thankful that my store didn't get franklin richards uh, one shot the franklin richards one shot it's because, i know which now i gotta track down because i f- freaking love that book but um so i was like i had four books and i was like and actually i my comic book store owner actually just did me a favor so i felt bad only buying four books so i thought, i'll buy another book and i'll buy some bags of boards and a statue know. and a bust yeah and i'll take one of those and that box of tampons <laughs> did you buy it because that, it was called
1: in here because it was pick of the week
2: uh, both, honestly, both. The fact that it was the fact that it because I, I bought my books today, um, the day after the comics came out, so I was already late. So I knew this is what you had picked, and then also because it was Dinny. and and with, and now now that I have a sho- I shocked you guys, and I have a story because um, I'm reading this book um, and um, I'm and getting on in the plot, and I'm seeing how it's you know these low level criminals infiltrating society, and I'm like, you know, I've read this before. Like I've read this exact concept, or I know this concept. Like this is like, oh, this is awful. I can't believe you just read. And then, uh, you know, like when you see somebody, like when you see, you know, when you see somebody, and you're trying to remember where you recognize them from, and then you realize they were like on the real world, right? And you don't it really know to me them once with George Clooney yeah. in the
1: bathroom. Right,
2: exactly. Or it happened to me with several people in the real world before. So much to the point it's where... it happened I to me with com- real world people, too. I was talking to one girl convinced I knew her, and we had a 20-minute conversation trying to figure out my connection to her. And then she's like, well, I was on the real world. And I was like, I don't know you, do I? <laughs> and she's like, no, you don't. And I was like, did you just have fun with this conversation? She said, yes, I did. Um, but... Um, and the reason why is because a couple of weeks ago, I listened to a podcast that Dinny did with some guy where Dinny basically told... What, this story, what his first story in Batman was. And so like an hour after being completely convinced that Denny's a hack and just completely shattered, <laughs> my, and then I was like, oh, that's where I knew it from. He was just talking about this issue. So, he ripped himself um, off. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. But I thought it was really good. And my favorite thing, which I thought you guys would mention, which you guys didn't, which I actually hope to, to have seen more, was on the second and third page when he, when Batman got physical with the guy – there were these little oh yeah the little of, white splashes the little black and white splashes where the contact was and it happens in the very beginning of the book and at the very end of the book and I thought that was just a really cool effect yeah, yeah well, that it was, was really
1: like, nice yeah. I, yeah, I, I noticed it when I was reading and then that whole last panel where the train apparently yeah. hits him yeah
0: you know my favorite favorite thing actually that I think about on the very last page which is never done before is Batman Robin's parent trophy gallery
2: yeah I, I thought that was cool too where they they,
0: we, they have a wall of masks where, they, where yeah. they've, they've taken off villains you know that's, that's a they've cool never narrative. done that before and that's yeah, and that's pretty cool yeah that
2: and, yeah that's pretty cool
0: um, so,
2: I, so anyway I was impressed am I gonna keep buying it I don't know we'll see but I was impressed so well I, I think
0: I think what he's from what I I've read is gonna be a bunch of it's his run is all self-contained stories so cool Maybe.
1: is it is it uh is it a do you know if it's like a, a limited run do we know how long it's gonna be
0: it's hard
2: to, I don't I don't know for sure yeah, I don't knows. want to speculate yeah they might say they might say it's 12 issues and it ends well, up just eight
1: say eight, something and then we'll get an email next week six four all right, there we go. Oh, okay,
2: 112. Denny is going to be, be on for the next for seven years.
0: years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to go on this whole thing Ron, about how you you worship Paul Denny and you basically stalk him on the internet and you're always sending me links about Paul Denny and, and you love the cartoon and how you, how could you not buy this and now I'm stumped.
1: <laughs> 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 it sounded like you pressed a button.
0: <laughs> will wonders <ever> and <laughs> and
1: we're back. <laughs> uh, will
2: wonders ever cease? That's all I have to say. No, you continue to yep. surprise. Thank you. I try to keep you on
1: your toes. T- I, t- I t- am t- impressed. I, I think yeah, I'm gonna yeah. owe him. Uh, you know what though? I've, I I bought X Factor for the same reason. But you right, know,
2: yeah, I mean sometimes you gotta. I mean the thing is, is that the thing is, is that sometime and this kind of we were talking about this on the site and we're and it, and it ties into Uncanny X Men this week as well. Is that sometimes like there's there I happen to carry a balance between the books that I normally get versus the books that I'm slightly interested in. And Dinny being on this was really kind of the thing that put me over the top. Um you, you went know, with the and player and not the uniform. Exactly. Right. That's no, one the of the, the rare cases where I would go with the player and not the uniform. Otherwise, um, no, but no. I don't
0: know whether I don't know whether or not I would. I, I'm going to keep buying it, but you know. But we'll, we'll see. The other side of the coin now is that Josh and I picked up Uncanny X-Men 475, which is something How... we don't normally buy. But you're, what you're an aberrant week! Look. How about that for a segue? I'm impressed. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did you guys think of Uncanny 475? Uh,
0: if I can go real quick, Josh, just because you you mentioned it on the site, I didn't get really. Get to talk about it. Um, it was, I liked it. It's a bit odd that they didn't throw in any exposition for people who you f- you figure the popularity that Brew Baker brings. He's going to bring a lot of new readers in. Right. So you think does, they would have thrown something, even you, minorly exposition? Is he assumption. popular
1: enough to put a spike on an X Men book though? Which yes. is already a big. Seller. He put a spike in Daredevil. All right. Well, yeah, but Daredevil's not X Men.
0: No, but I mean he he's got his fans. Yeah. Okay. Um, d- he
1: definitely would have run new, in new readers. Uh,
0: but other than that, I mean, I know enough uh, X-Men where I wasn't 100% confused. I was more like 63% confused.
1: You, you know what they did do in this, which they don't in a lot of books? Whenever I start reading X-Men, I, I get this exact same feeling. I don't know what's going on or who anybody is. They did introduce everybody.
0: That was good. Yep.
1: And thank God, because I had no idea who any of these people were. I was like, I think that might be that girl. And it was Polaris, and I kind of knew who she was and everything. Um. My but question I, I is: still... Why
0: is the professor walking?
2: Because cause the because he lost his powers in in House of M, and the use of his powers were directly linked to his paralysis. Okay. Like we every time, about every, this on a
1: podcast. You
2: every, on phone, every time every time us. Xavier loses his every time it seems that Xavier loses his powers, he he can walk again. So
0: and isn't Rachel Summers? Um, not around anymore. It's Rachel no, she's,
2: Gray. It's Rachel. Yeah, she changed her name to Rachel Gray, and so yeah, that's how far back she's ahead. been. She's been around. Yeah, she's been around for a couple years okay. now. So.
1: She's some sort of clone, or no, and how? She's,
2: can... Um, she's. Hang on. She's. Um, she's Scott and Jean's daughter in an, in the alternate future. Um, where the days of future past uh, future timeline.
0: And isn't it against the law to have an X Men book without Wolverine in it? No,
1: I don't okay. think either of them do. Is Carrie using him?
0: I don't think he is. No, he's not. He's not. He's
2: not in no. any of the titles. Yeah, which is great because he's in astonishing and he's in um Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Cool.
1: Okay.
0: So Josh, you take it over.
1: I. I mean, like it was good. I think it felt very much like a regular X Men issue. It was kind of easier to understand than most. But I always have a heart because I don't know who any of these characters are and I don't know any of the back stuff, so I, I don't know what to pick up on. I guess. Um. It didn't feel to me like anything. I was like, "Ooh, look at that's happening!" But I don't really have any frame of reference to play it up against. So if I knew what was going on, it might have been very good. And people on the site have all said it was great. A lot of people really liked it. I, you know, the art was was pretty
0: good. Um, my my base knowledge of these characters, I, I I enjoyed it. Just knowing just just barely enough about everybody that I, I was able to you know get into it. I didn't like the art. You didn't like the no, art? I did not. Yeah.
2: Uh. Okay. Uh, I thought it was very weak. Can, can I shock you guys again? Yes. Yeah. No, it's not really a shock. I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this was so good. <laughs> I, was, I was like giggling. It was so good. Really? Um, Brubaker nailed it. And I was honestly like I didn't. I you don't were skeptical. I, ver- I, I was skeptical, but I don't think I verbalized to the level of skeptical I was. And I was really skeptical after that horrible, horrible Marvel podcast but um, or press conference or retailer con- pre- uh, conference call or whatever you want to call it. But he nailed it. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like number, like number one. He didn't ignore what was before. Like he picked up the the fact right now that Polaris has been on the run, and she w- basically in the, pa- in the in the in uh, the issues that came before this, there was a big fight with Apocalypse, where Apocalypse um, used Gambit and Polaris and turned them into Horsemen. And turned him into villains for a short period of time, and so she's been on the run from that. So he tied that in in the beginning with the with the, apo- the anti apocalypse cult trying to track her down. Um, he, they, I thought the way they introduced the characters was awesome. Um, the characterizations were dead on. Um, the thing is about what makes the X Men good is the X Men. The X Men can be good when they're a team of five or seven. And when they get lost in the numbers of characters, in the 40-plus characters that have been X-Men, that's when they're bad. Mm-hmm. And so Baker was smart enough to, to say, okay, now we've got a team of five plus Professor Xavier.
0: And It is a good small number. You really yeah, can focus on the characters. Because it makes it manageable.
2: Yeah. And the fact that they're going to go into space and it's going to be a Shi'ar, and on, on the cover, the wraparound cover, you see the people they are fighting on the, on the cover of the Starjammers, um, which are the, the space pirates. Um, like, we haven't had, like, a true Shi'ar... Awesome space epic kind of thing in years. Um, I am kind of a little a, a little tentative and annoyed at the Vulcan aspect of it because Deadly Genesis really didn't totally do it for me. But um, I'm I'm also I think it's kind of cool that he's tying that into it. Um, and to see, even though Xavier doesn't have any powers, but to see him back in that kind of machination, running the team from you know the, like the coach on the on the bench.
0: I like um, the fact that he was kind of it was almost a sh- he's almost a shadowy leader at this point. Yeah, he's yeah, been well, out he's been outcast. He's Nobody that, really that, likes him or trusts him, and he—I like that. that right, and that, and that's twist.
2: kind of how he was early, early, early on. Not so much that nobody trusted him, but he was like the shadowy leader who hung out in the mansion and and told them telepathy what to do, you know, telepathically what to do. Um, and I thought the, the Charlie, one ca- from Charlie's he, Angels, yeah, exactly. The one character who had the most work in this, who was the least developed, was Warpath, and I thought that Brubaker, like what he's done with the character, I like him a lot. Do, he was I, great. I, was I have awesome. questions about
1: him. Okay, shoot. He's not the same guy from the giant-sized X-Men, right? No,
2: he's his, he's his little brother.
1: Okay. So Why does he hate Charles Xavier?
2: Because, okay, basically um, he hates Charles Xavier because he blames Xavier for his brother's death. Okay.
1: And he tried and to kill him or kidnap him?
2: Or? What happened was is that he tried to exact revenge on him by kidnapping him and threatening to kill him, and he was, that plan was thwarted. And then he joined Emma Frost's Hellions mm-hmm. um, and was a bad guy for a while. And then when the Hellions all died except for him, um, he joined X Force and was on Cable's team for a while. Um, and then he's kind of been he's kind of disappeared for the past couple of years. And now he's back. Okay, That's what's his power? Super strength. I mean, he's he's he has the same power as Thunderbird. That's the only lame thing is that he's the exact same powers as his brother. Is that he's strong and agile and, and like it's physical strength, physical. You know, he's 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 the colossus of the team. Cool. Though. and the addition of the knives was awesome. Yeah, that was I cool. mean, so something as little as that to give him a little more depth. Um the, the art was okay. I don't like and this isn't the artist's fault, but I don't like what they're doing with Havoc's costume in general right now. Like I don't like the the blue neon gl- gl- glowy kind of aspect of Havoc. Um I liked it better when he was just in the black suit with the with the white circle. Yeah. Um but that's just kind of me as a purist. I, I, but everything
1: Go on. I think the only thing I didn't really like about the art is that I thought that that Xavier looks a little too much like an alien?
2: Yeah, a little too, a little too Vulcany. He's just a little too a little pointy
1: too, f- and yeah, Spock like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, just,
0: but, I, um, I didn't I just thought it was bad. It was but
2: uh, bad. The, yeah, the, uh, I, I can. The art it fits was fits the path-y. style of book, I think.
0: Uh, Even I then, think it's just it's just it's it's very middle of the road. Yeah. Who is this person? Who's um, this
2: artist? Where's his name?
0: Tan isn't it?
2: Billy Tan. Billy Tan. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but the one thing You're on notice it, the, the, yeah, the one thing, but you guys are completely going to laugh at me or whatever but the one awesome thing that made me giggle more than anything was on the cover, the upper left hand corner the, the, little bases, heads. the little heads of the team Oh, I loved that That is awesome That was like the the, the awesomeness of the 80s and, and early 90s of Marvel books or the X-Men books specifically is that you had the heads of the team members that were on the team at that time on the cover Same with Avengers, I'm down with you there Yeah, that was good awesome. stuff yeah, so this is – I mean it had enough to feel like Uncanny of, of 20 years ago, but, but modern enough to be you know to, to, to be notably different and not just a rehash. Um, I haven't heard so. you
0: this excited about Uncanny X-Men in probably ever. Oh, I am psyched. You know what's funny is
1: <laughs> I was in the shop and I looked down and I saw like issue 9 of Excalibur. And I remember you like a few months ago and I'm so excited for the new Excalibur. You haven't mentioned yeah. it since.
2: Oh, no. It was, it's been – I mean it's been all right. It hasn't just been there. that great. It's like and, this, is, this is real. Yeah.
1: You're like, whoa. Oh yeah so
2: anyway so um yeah so as far as i'm concerned thumbs up uncanny it
1: sounds <laughs> sounds like that's sort of the consensus going on right now it was are, you good. Keep, are you guys gonna keep buying it yes yes, yes. I'm, also I'm also gonna, gonna buy, buy, my buy the mike Carey one too yeah i'll make a deal if you guys keep buying it i'll keep
2: buying dinny batman all right so. Get this this is how yeah this it is consensus good. building yeah so um we've been um we've been mandated to talk about 52 this week
0: <laughs> daryl has spoken so says Serpentor. <laughs> so,
1: okay, um, but you're not gonna like it. All right, I've been reading this, and I am.
0: Uh, we're week. We're, not, we're week nine. We're at week nine. We're of, week, week nine. I'm
1: kind of a little underwhelmed. In that, it feels to me like it's very, very, very standard. It just feels like I'm getting a year's like I, I think I wrote like a year's worth of mediocre comics crammed into, or ten years worth of mediocre com- comics crammed into one year. And there were bits in it that I really like. I really like the question, but I like for some reason whoever's writing the bits with Montoya like I'm hanging out. I'm pretty sure with,
0: it's Rucka, because Rucka loves Montoya and he loves question. Maybe, but you she's, like, she's Rucka.
1: hanging out in these and I do, but like she like she's like this you is a lesbian Rucka. bar, you know? Like like they need to let go of that a little bit. Like don't make that the focus, make that something about life. You don't have to tell me every time I see her that she's gay. I don't She's I don't. gay? She's <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> a bit sorry. thick. Um and I, I mean it just some of it comes across as kind of corny. I mean, and and I don't know it was kind of like a joke that the who is the villain who uh on that crazy world the with the weird name.
0: Devilance. Devilance the pursuer?
1: Yeah, that's the one. That was that that was dumb. That's terrible. It reminded me of like a Kirby character. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 And like that stuff's fun I guess if you like sort of classic comics. I I know I'm not really into it. I don't know I'm I'm just I'm I'm not I don't think it's necessarily bad but it's not my favorite kind of thing and I was really hoping for something a little more
0: I would modern. I would say with Jeff with writers who are Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, Mark Waid it's shockingly middle of the road it's, it's i'll, just take, sh- you one, I'll take you one i'll take you one step further yeah.
2: i'll take you one step further
0: this is the worst issue of 52 yet oh sure, that's kind of how i saw it yeah that's definitely it, the truth yeah. this
2: this is this was i thought the i thought the the steel storyline with his niece is like so cliche mm-hmm. you know like you know he's keeping he's making her learn the hard way and she gets impatient and goes to the villain and gets I was like oh my god that's so cliche and the uh, the art is the art in this issue is downright bad that's the yeah.
0: biggest thing i thought while reading this that 52 on the whole has suffered from is that the the art is not good it
2: looks like and it honestly it looks like i did the layouts <laughs> it's like bo- box 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 like there's like there's nothing like the like the the fight scene with them is all six or four box layouts with like one or two one splash in there like it's just like it was ho- like it's it's i think they're starting to i think they're starting to trip over each other I think, that, I think th- th- now we're seeing the problem with this weekly kind of project where well, they're I, just, it's, they're get, everybody's getting in the way of each other. And the thing is you're going to tell me that la- – and I'm sorry. I know this is a bit of a nitpick, but you're going to tell me that uh, Steele's niece runs off to Lu- Luther and then a week later Steele go- goes to look for her? Well, like he just he sat he's like, well, I'll wait till I'll wait till eleven. All right, I'll give Furthermore, him a night. Steel's you. Furthermore,
1: know, like, steals niece <laughs> – She was like a superhero team. I mean, like yeah. she, she had a costume and everything. She, right? she had she had yeah. armor that fell apart. And, okay, and, right, but yeah. she she at least she'd been on the side of the angels, let's say, for a little while. Yeah, and she's so immediately because she's pissed off, buying into the other side. I mean, yeah. I know teenage girls can be flighty, but it's just like. It doesn't I, seem anything behind it. The
2: whole, the whole, the, no, you're the one who's wrong. You don't get it.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, like that, it's just, it's so cliche. It's just the, horribly. It may cliche. as well be an episode of Family Matters. It's not. Right, yeah. Exactly. I
0: think the two most interesting storylines are the question and Montoya ones, even though I don't know where, where that's going. Yeah. I and really you...
1: enjoy the parts when they write the question, though. Right, yeah, he's great. Where he's, and in... where, like, I really, you don't realize it, where he's asking questions all the time and he's yeah. just being. No, that he, that's, he, he... that's brilliant.
0: I think, if, I think Ruck is coming out to Question Book, which I'll probably have to buy. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then the, bo- the, the, the Booster Gold storyline, which, yeah. you know, is getting uh, way no, I, less. And the Dibney storyline. Yeah, well, that's tied into the, into the Booster yeah. Gold storyline. Yeah, yeah. That stuff's still interesting stuff. I don't care about Steel and his niece, even though I used to like Steel. I, and this Starfire and Animal Man and, the and important um, question Adam is Strange,
2: what, who cares? Y- what do you think of Starfire's boobs? Because <laughs> so that's really all that that existed in that in that in that section of their story. It was like, oh, there's Starfire's boobs, and there her boobs again. You so always gotta make
0: sure you get them in there.
2: This is just I'm shocked at how bad this was. Montoya is
1: also a supermodel in the same sense. Yes, exactly. she was not a supermodel,
2: and she's also quite buxom
1: in her white theater. It's, it's it's quite right. true. I will say there was a just go back a little bit. There was a, a Starfire appearance in um, Gotham Central where they that was great. Of that yeah, a little bit. It was really funny where she yeah. shows up in the precinct because they had to question her because like a Robin clone had died or something like that. Really good stuff.
2: But um but the funny thing is is that I'll keep buying it just to see how much worse it can get. And they also need
0: to lose the history of the DCU segment because Oh, they
2: got to be just about caught up. Boring. Well, they're, they're covering they're... they're covering things that happened last week now.
0: There there was <laughs> After Crisis came out. They put out a really good two-issue prestige format mini series, The History of the DC Universe, and it was art by George Perez and it was written by Mark Wolfman and it was really really good even though it was just basically an overview of what had happened or what the new universe was made up of right. that was right. well done this is, this is not well done I think 52 is, is basically the, this, at least this a, a, issue is the poster child for what is people consider to be boring about the DC universe Yep, it's very middle of the road nothing interesting happens there's a lot of st- big stupid villains and you, you can't see me but I've got my finger on my nose
2: yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so that's so, that's disappointing. That awkward, that's very disappointing. Yeah.
2: So hopefully that will satiate Serpenter. I mean Daryl. With talking oh, we're about definitely him. gonna get a letter. Yeah. Oh, oh we, we are. Wait for the letter. So, um, so pretty light week in comics, but um, but, but but we were we were begging for a light week, so I guess they listened to us. Yeah. So. If
1: you if there's 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 some talk about some other books and stuff going on in the pick of the week thread. So if there's other books you want to talk about, I over there, the we we made some comments about some other books that came out too. Uh again this week we are sponsored by comichole.com, which uh is your best solution for discounted comics and trades. We've already had a couple of people on the site say they went in and used the site and they're they're getting subscriptions through there and they like it. Um they've got all new Marvel DC Dark Horse image books. They're all forty percent off. Um you can go by their site and you can you can pre-order stuff if you're in a place where you have to you can't get to a comic shop or something like that, or you want to save a lot of money in your weekly books. Um uh, they've got also trade paperbacks and hardcovers, and they're all thirty to fifty percent off. And they're always adding to that. Everything you can go to Comichole.com, which is C-O-M-I-C-H-O-L-E from uh, from their hole to your house, which is the best slogan on the web. Fantastic. Um, and uh, the best part of it all is that we arranged with them to get um, a discount for iFanboy users. So if you go there, on your first order, in the coupon code, put in iFanboy, I-F-A-N-B-O-Y, and you get 5% off your order. And that goes through the end of July. So go over to com and thank you very much for sponsoring us.
2: Yeah. So um, we got inundated with email this week.
0: Yeah, we had to – oof, a lot.
2: Inundated. So um, we picked the best. Let's dive right in. Yeah, we picked we picked the top ones. So um, so our first email comes from uh, Dominic, aka Mayor McCheese. I think
0: he's got a different AKA
2: every time he writes. I
1: think he might be schizophrenic. I I think that's I think that's his (laughs) shtick.
2: Yeah, I I like the shtick. It's funny. It makes me laugh. Um, He's got to top this one though. His question was, i um, wondering if we could tell him about the Age of Apocalypse books from the 90s, if they're worth a read. He was looking on Amazon, and he found them. He remembered when they came out, but he didn't know what was going on at the time. And he figures he's in the mindset at this age to better understand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Age of Apocalypse books were an X Men crossover event in the mid '90s, and it's funny that he should ask this because I was actually just home today at my parents' um, swimming in their pool because it's hot in here in New York. We couldn't get by without a hot rest. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were gonna make it. We were doing so well, <laughs> but so I'm in my old bedroom and I'm and I'm changing in my bathing suit, and I won't say anything further. Uh, but, um, more details and do. It and I'm slower. looking around at my shelves, and I've got all my old toys and stuff that are still there. And I have, I actually have an old Apocalypse from his rendering from Age of Apocalypse on the shelf, which is an awesome action figure. It's very weighty. It's got a lot of uh, heft to it. And um, and I was like, oh, Age of Apocalypse. That was actually pretty good. I would recommend you pick it up. Um, basically, in a nutshell, um, it's an alternate universe where um, uh, cer- certain events way before the X-Men were founded don't happen. Um, Xavier gets killed or something like that. And instead of the uh, the the universe we know now it's a universe that's controlled it's an earth that's controlled by apocalypse and it's different um it's what hap what would happen to all the x men in a different iteration like wolverine and jean grey are a weapon x team and um they're all different they're different takes on the different x men teams so it's pretty cool so i would recommend it so one of the better
0: x crossovers you'd say
2: it, it was one of the better ones of the 90s and it actually had really good art that was the, that was during the joe midoriya period on x men and that was really good so. So, Dominic, check it out, go, and you can go click on one of the Amazon banners on our site and buy and, and find it through there, because so, we'd like that. If
1: you feel like <laughs> buying it through there, you can do that. All right, our next question.
2: Uh, someone else Brian
0: in Palatine, Illinois. Ron, you've got a thing about Palatine.
2: Oh, though. yeah, pa- Palatine. My sister lived in Palatine for a year. I hung out there a couple of times back in the 90s, actually. Um, so I'm down with Palatine, Brian.
0: Brian Palatine. from Palatine, Illinois says he's joined the podcast. Thanks, Brian. And he wants to know if we like the new... He specifically asked me, but I'm going to throw it out to everybody, because uh, I'm generous like that. He wants to know if we like the new Green Lantern, the way Jeff Johns is writing him, and if we like the reemergence of the Green Lantern's core. He loves it personally.
2: Bring back Kyle Rayner. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he in the
0: new Green Lantern core book? No, he's an, eye, an eye on, an eye he's on. In his own book. Those three I, Green Lantern
2: books. I have completely dropped. I I was a, I've been a steady buyer and reader of Green Lantern since the late '90s, and I've pretty much dropped them all. Although I am buying the Green Lantern solo, solo title book, but it was it's been awful up to this point. So that's my opinion. So, uh,
1: mine's, mine's mine's very similar. I think all
0: of us are similar. Yeah, talking shark men. The, we all hated the we all hated the pre. One Year Later Green Lantern books hated it hated it hated it. Yeah. I think we Except all Except the the, the the Hal the
2: return of Hal miniseries was good. That yes. was. was okay.
0: Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't great. It was good.
1: But it was fun. But I was enjoying it. Yeah. And and then they launched Green Lantern number 1. Yeah, and it was just downhill from there. The the scary, so. Um,
0: and the 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 post One Year Later Green Lantern showed a lot of promise and then it's gone off into a wonky direction. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to stick with it. And these wonky. guys will tell you that I like Hal Jordan a lot. He so. he,
1: he, he, he refuses and, He refused to to read uh, Kyle Rayner. At a certain point, I believe he refused to even acknowledge that he existed.
0: Yeah. If it wasn't
1: for him being in Grant Morrison's JLA, I think that he would have completely, like to this point, he'd be like, Kyle who?"
0: who? Talking about what? What, what, what yeah, book? so we we are unfortunately are not enjoying it as much as you are, Brian. We don't yeah. like
2: it. But hey, if you like it, keep reading it. Nothing, you know. And the GL Corp might have promised. I just I can't I can't afford another book. <laughs> so. I, although I do like Guy Gardner and Kilowog.
1: I am gonna but. buy the Guy Gardner series by Chaykin. Okay, that's, coming Ooh, out. That, that's cool. That's, that's interesting. Ooh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I might get that too, actually. Oh yeah, because we was, like the Chaykin.
1: He, he sort oh. of said, I I read an interview somewhere with him about it. Um, but I think that's gonna be really good. Cool.
0: our next letter this is going to be familiar it's the concluding chapter in a trilogy of letters from the bat who we now know his name is Jason from San Antonio, San Antonio Texas. Texas Jason re- previously wrote in about how his Shot fiance I yeah, no.
2: actually have a question for Jason is that where is the basement in the Alamo
0: yeah, if you could write us in to that, we'd be pr- yeah. we'd be grateful. Because I'm
2: going to San Antonio and I want to see the basement. So, all right. Anyway, so, comics. Jason
0: previously yeah. wrote in about how his fiance didn't believe that people his age he was he's 31 read comics or should read comics, and everybody who read comics was dorks. So, we set him straight. Now he's writing back to say that he's try- we we suggested he give his fiance some comics to show her that they're not all stupid for kids. And he wrote well, back, they're this- all pretty much stupid, but they're not for kids. Right, they're not for kids. <laughs> That's true. Those layers are stupid. Okay, so he wrote, writes back to say he brought her to the shop on a few occasions and the shop owner tried to challenge her to read comics. He said he wanted to try to find a book she would like and give it, if she would give it an honest try. He and she and and Jason both knew it wouldn't work. She's not a reader plain and simple. She's an extroverted people person. He's he's a writer, a quiet introverted writer. So She's I was She's not a reader. She's not a reader. But she's an extroverted people
2: person. So, I, I mean, the thing is we don't know anything about her, but, like, um, Jason, what kind of TV shows does she watch? Like, what kind of – what is she into any sort of fiction of any, movies, TV, anything, books, anything? You give us a genre. Yeah, I, give I us a genre think... of her interest because I, he asked do we still think Strangers in Paradise would work, and I still say yes. Nah, and see,
1: I'm, I think if she's not a reader, then Strangers in Paradise might be too in-depth and too layered.
2: Well, that's why I was going to say maybe something like Blue Monday might be more up her alley. <clears throat>
0: I still, th- I, I would take issue with the fact that be- describing her as extroverted makes her someone who wouldn't want to read comics. I mean, we're all pretty extroverted here.
2: We're, we've got more extroversion than we need, to be honest with you. Also,
0: I think really the ultimate solution to this whole problem is, is Jason, you've got to um, break off the engagement.
2: Yeah, I sorry, think, I we, think,
0: we've been
1: talking
2: about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, it's over, Jason.
2: It's and and if you want her to listen to the podcast, then
0: we'll break the news to yes. her.
2: That, we'll do it. That's fine, but. Yeah. Um, Let's, the, you gotta face facts. The bat,
0: while you can. Here's the message: The bat's fiance. I'm sorry, it's over. However,
1: yeah. if you hadn't proposed to her yet, we would also do that for you because we need right. to do that. That's that's yes, a classic exactly. radio show moment.
2: And and the bat's girlfriend. You're a lawyer. What kind of lawyer? Do you happen to do entertainment <laughs> law at all? Because we might need a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so Even you, though we just we just ruined your personal life, but you know we can help your professional life. If yeah. you're in
0: San Antonio, and you've seen, if you see you see an F16 with a Batman logo on it flying around. That's Jason. Wave to him on his that's way. Jason's way work. Next letter, please.
2: Good work, Jason. Uh, Next letter is from JD, who's been catching up on our older podcasts. He's now addicted, by the way. Thanks, (laughs) jerks. I love how nice our our writers are. (laughs) Um, He's listening to the one where we're talking about Wizard and Montoya's upcoming series, and he's curious why we hate Wizard so much. Besides the timeliness of the mag, why does everyone seem to hate it, including Frank Miller? Does Frank Miller like anything? (laughs) Um, He reads it every month, and... um, and he asks, is it because Wizard's in the pocket of DC and Marvel and rarely tell the truth about quality of, of comics? Or is it just because it constantly blows smoke up the creator's asses? He's curious.
0: That's definitely a couple of good reasons why.
1: Yeah, now, I see, right a, I thought he was being sarcastic. Yeah. But then if he reads it all the time, I don't know. Yeah. We need Wizard more smiley w- faces.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> Wizard is just um, the epitome of the stereotypical comic reader. You know, very juvenile humor Focuses a lot on boobs and toilet yeah, and humor. The the problem
2: the problem. The, see, here's the thing. I'm the only one out of the three of us who still buys it, right?
0: I gave it up a few years ago, two or three. Kay. years ago.
2: Yeah. And Josh, you never really bought it, right? All I bought right. it for a little while in yeah. college, but it was a
1: whole a lot of weird shit I was into
2: then. The <laughs> yeah, like, we <laughs> cocaine and wizards. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, anyway. Um, Midgets <laughs> Gaelic. Anyway. Um. So. Um. Tofu. I still buy it, and the reason why I buy it is number one, is. Is because I'm a magazine whore, but um, but which we've talked about before. We won't get into, but the re- and I mentioned this, I've mentioned this before. Why I buy it is because they show previews of upcoming like action figures and busts and statues and things like that. And I like to see those pictures. And every now and then, like in the most recent issue, there is an article that is actually worth reading. Where there was a great article about the uh, suicide of Jack Cole, who is the creator of Plastic Man, who killed himself. I had no idea. It's a fascinating story. And every once uh, in a while,
0: they'll ruin a story for you.
2: Yeah, but and, and but then every once in a while they'll they'll spoil something like they, in this issue they they could have spoiled the Spider Man reveal but they wrote in big letters spoiler don't look but on the page of Spider Man taking his mask off which is, like stupid um, the problem is, is that like you said they're in the pocket of Wizard in DC and it's less about Marvelous. comic journalism with them and it's more about promotions Promotion—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a promotion magazine. It's—it's like—it's like practically. I mean, it's practically bought. It's a, practically like advertorial, as we call it. I mean, you're it's right. not like they have
1: a lot of other options to go to for advertisements. Right. Exactly, you're it's right like,
0: that in in that every month there tends to be something good to read. And that would always be my excuse for continuing continuing to read it. Yeah, but at a certain point, it has to. It, the balance was so tipped to the other side of just awful things. Yeah, versus one good thing. I, you know. To me,
1: it's so about it. With them, it was so about the hot new. Artists and the hot new anything and everything that's hot, that it, it sort of tends to um, encourage the industry to, to shift people around and do things and put the hot guy on the new book, not necessarily because he's really good but or would fit for the story, but because it, they know it'll pinch sales for a month, and they're just part of yeah. that mechanism. Plus, and there's the, the whole
0: conflict of interest where they've got the price guide and they've got the... Ownership in that s- comic slabbing company and... And they push that like and crazy. And they push it like crazy, and, and that's the price guide is completely unrealistic in it, and it pushes the industry in a, in a bad direction. Th- they're all about speculation and yeah. sales
2: and all this stuff, and, 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 and it, that's more of a... Not to say that they don't talk about good stories and good work and everything but they, the, the more of the focus is on what is this going to be worth and what right. is the value and, yeah. like, and it's like and a lot of us are beyond that like that was that was true in the 90s like they were perfect in 1994 like the Wiz- Wizards glory years were those mid 90s now you know I could give two shits about variant covers and I don't need like four pages about it so. you, you
1: know what's funny about, about all this is, is like I, I, I can't quite figure out who's buying their stuff other than people who've always been buying it or right. because well, everybody the- who comes to our site is like thirty and married. Most of them have kids. That's not
0: true. No, well,
1: the, not everybody, but like a lot of people do. Sure. So it's the not problem, written for those people. It doesn't. The seem problem
2: like. is that they've been around for fifteen years, and you go into any stop and shop, and they're they're on the magazine rack. That's, that's true. Are they really still? The, yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah, they are. They
1: must sell more than most comics.
0: Dude. It does. It's, it they sells. Do, yeah. It sells in the hundreds of thousands. Of and something. it's
2: sad. And I wish somebody, you know, if somebody from Wizards listening to this, you know, like you know, get in touch with us and defend yourself. But I really wish I've watched other magazines try to establish themselves, and they always they fall. And I don't know what it is about what stranglehold they have on the on this industry in terms of you know printed journalism. Plus, also, I mean, we talked about it in a previous podcast is that honestly, their printed journalism is outdated because the internet. We know about stuff that, that as it happens, and then you read about it two months later in Wizard. So it's just it, it's just I think more now they're they're more like previews now than anything. They're a freaking catalog. So whatever. We spent too much time
0: on it. Um... <laughs> Todd, I think I'll read this one. Todd Kearns wrote in he. Um... Put a pin in our proper map last week and he had written the the um, comment that Ron was the whiniest dude in comics journalism, which we all loved. And Ron Ron is actually getting a t shirt printed up. (laughs) (laughs) So he apologized because he feels like that was an error, but we're here to tell you, Todd, you're not wrong. Well,
2: because he thought he he forgot that we were quote unquote real people who had lives outside the podcast and assumed that we were comic journalists.
0: We kind of we are. We kind of are. We straddle the line. We're meta-journalists. Yes. You
1: know? We're, we're, we're tastemakers and opinionaires.
0: Well, part of the, the whole, the whole idea of is a bloggist a journalist and the whole blurring of the lines, not just in comics, but in every kind of. We're, we're definitely in the gray area. Yeah, we are. We we're definitely not in one side or the other. But he also wants to know why we hate Rob Liefeld. We don't hate him personally, by the way. No, (laughs) Not at all. Nothing, nothing personally at all. He's a
2: nice young man. Art. It's just awful. It's just it's the epitome S- skinny, of the bad art. skinny ankles. Although nice. although I still have twenty copies of X Force number
0: one. I'm sure I do too. We got them have yeah, twelve. Yeah.
2: So,
1: but I don't know. It's just sad. it's just he, I, I, his his his. I don't I don't know. Well, it's
0: just it's just a poster child for the bad '90s art. Bad no no sense of anatomy or human proportion. All no background.
1: Angular
2: lines and oh. then like remember straps those Teen and Titans issues that were just awful. No please
0: please let's not talk about that. All
2: right, let's move on. I can't even
1: oh, light light filter. Uh, do you right, really Doss, know, you But get... do, do you really like Liefeld? No, no, no not no. not no, the guy who was asked. Like oh, yeah, really Tom, like him. I don't do. know what people like about his art. I know we have a really good friend who waited in line for hours to get a sketch from from Rob Liefeld.
2: Yeah, they if get you, get you like Rob Liefeld, write in and tell us. And if you are Rob Liefeld, write in and tell us why people should like you.
0: But I don't want a letter saying I like him because <laughs> I like him. I want I want a reasoned example. Scan and you send you, us why, yeah. why, yeah. like from Where, an artistic standpoint.
2: Did you get those Teen Titans issues and actually like them because they were awful? Did you like his page in Superman Batman because it was awful? It's dated. That's It's a sad I thing. Just it's dated. It was awful. Even bad. dated. It's, and you, you know it's... what's you know what's really kind of sad is that like honestly, I'll, you know I'm, you know Youngblood and some of the early image work that that he did wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good. But the stuff I've seen from him recently has just I don't know if he's doing his own inking or what, but it just seemed awful. It seemed flat, like you said, and lifeless. Mm-hmm.
1: So,
0: bah. Josh, why don't you take us out with the last one? All
1: right. Last email. Okay. This is kind of a longer one. I'm going to read all the way through it, but we thought it deserved the time, so uh, I will skip the part at the beginning that he likes the podcast and, and all that stuff. Uh, and the reason that – I'm going to just read it in his, in, as he's written it. The reason I'm writing is to respond to Bat, or The Bat, who apparently is the most popular person down here. He's anyway, taken over the podcast. Yeah, he is. It's, it's, it's the that, iFanboy
2: podcast starring The Bat. The reason
1: I'm writing is to respond to the Bat, who who implied that you were too old to still be reading comics. Well, I'm 46 and have recently rediscovered the joy of reading comics. My interesting comics started in the mid to late 60s with Archie, Casper, Walt Disney, and the like. Then my older cousin turned me on to DC and Marvel when he passed a number of his well-kept comics down to me. I became a serious collector in the 70s, ultimately with a collection of about 2,000 or so. But like many, I stopped reading comics when I went to college. A few years ago, I developed a long-term chronic illness. Eventually, it affected my ability to read. Before my illness, I would read one or two novels books a week. The illness was bad enough, but not to be able to read made my life so much worse. Two years ago, on a whim, I pulled some issues from my comic collection and discovered that I could focus enough to be able to read them. Eventually, I found Dave's Comics, a wonderful local store here in the Richmond area. I got to know the folks who run it and told them about my renewed interest in comics. Since I hadn't read any storylines since the late 70s, I knew I'd missed a great deal. This suggested several graphic novel reprints of major storylines that helped me fill in the blanks. Then I began to collect on a weekly basis again. Since resuming in collecting, I've also got my 16-year-old daughter and 10-year-old son, which is an amazing task, to, uh, interested in comics. I, I have to admit that when it, at first it felt strange. Here I am a guy in his mid-40s with five children who started reading comics again. But soon I got over the, quote, geek stigma. I discovered the, the new writers and, and artists and realized the, how much more sophisticated comic books had become in terms of storytelling. It was a pleasant surprise. I grew up with Jack Kirby, Jim Aparo, Danny O'Neill, Frank Robbins, Jerry Taloc, I don't know that name, Nestor Redondo, to name a few. Even though I would have preferred to have been motivated to renew my interest in comics because of something other than illness, nonetheless, I'm glad I rediscovered this art form. It has no age limit. Uh, Cheers, Steve. And then he had a quick little question. He said, Have you read Men of Tomorrow, Geeks, Gangsters, and the Birth of Comic Book by Gerard Jones? If so, have you ever thought about a comic book critique or a book critique podcast? And I just talked a lot, so one of you
2: answered.
1: Well, I mean, I I I honestly don't think we need to say anything. This isn't really about the
0: question, it's just, you know. Right.
2: Uh, Steve, that's awesome that you dig the comics, and it's great that you got your kids into it, and and keep reading, and that's that's awesome. And I have read Men of Tomorrow, Geeks Gangsters, and The Birth of Comic Books, and it's a very good book. Really? And yeah, it's in my library. I will lend it to you if you want. Okay. Um, and w- we have thought about a book critique podcast, but um, this podcast takes up most of our time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe someday. I really,
0: I'm I'm really happy for him because. Uh, no, I, I don't know, I can't speak for Ron, but I can I can definitely speak for Josh in that he and I read like crazy, just regular non-comic books. Mm-hmm. We're constantly... Whereas I just I just read comics. Right, and magazines. And magazines. I yeah. know yeah, exactly. um, uh, Ron reads, but I don't think you read to the, the crazy level that no, Josh I don't, and I do. It don't. I don't.
1: surprised me, though, because every once in a while they be like, well, I was reading this book, you like, I read that. Oh, oh. <laughs> you just don't talk about it. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, we
0: just don't shut up about it is our problem. But uh, I mean, I know personally, I've I've got a stack of books at all times ready to go. And I'm always reading. On I read on the subway. I read at night. I read all the time. And I, if nerd. I had, if, well, I'm a book nerd. If I know. and if I was suddenly able to not read anymore, I don't know. I'd be devastated. So I'm really happy that he's able to find something to fill that because I could definitely um, relate. And even even better than it's comics. And what's oh, really yeah. nice
1: though is that is and he, he sort of, he he alluded to this, but what's nice now is that there was probably a long time where you wouldn't really get as much. Um, Literary um, content enjoyment. And, and literary enjoyment out of comics, but I think in the last you know I'll, i don't know um, ten years, maybe a little more, we've really started to see a resurgence of, of comics that have that have content have value and have they, they, they feel like a meal rather than you know there's books you can read and it's just mm-hmm. as fulfilling as reading a novel or something like that and it's really good that that stuff exists and, and I'm, I'm glad if you ever need any suggestions let us know yeah so that wraps up our emails Um,
2: so if you have a question for us you can as always email us at contact at ifanboy.com with any of your questions or discussion topics or hate mail or whatever Um, but we're going to get some hate mail we have a new way for you all to contact us which is very exciting Um, starting now (laughs) you can can call 1-888-FANBOYS that's 1-888-326-2697 and leave us a voicemail Ask your question in person, and then we'll we'll edit it in here into the podcast, and we'll answer it li- pseudo live answer it recorded
1: ron, ron and um, do we know how to do that?
2: Yes, we do. I figured it out today <laughs> <laughs> so, um I'm very excited about this so you can you can email us at contact dot com or if you don't mind your voice being on the podcast, call one eight 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 fanboys um so very excited That's about an awesome that. number yeah so um so yeah, so um, what else are we excited about
0: San Diego. Woo!
2: It's going to be a party.
0: Um, we're going to be all over San Diego. We're getting there early. We're going to be there all week, all three of us. We're going to be attending all the cons and the panels. We're going to be updating live or pseudo live from the floor of the con. We're going to be doing a podcast nightly and um, all kinds of fun. Also, Josh, told him about the panel.
1: If you're going to be there on Sunday morning, eleven thirty, I believe it's room eight. Um, it's eleven thirty to one, so we got an hour and a half. The panel is moderated by B Clay Moore, and basically, it's it's uh, comics podcasters. We've got, I think, ten podcasts represented, um, and and like it's all the big names uh, and us. We're a big name too now, though, right? No, okay, no, um, no. But seriously, we're going to be there. We're going to uh, with us is going to be Fanboy Radio and Comic Geek Speak and. Uh, indie spinner rack and collected comics library and i read comics and word, word balloon
2: right word balloon uh, Augie. Comics, comics news oh, insider, yeah, au deble from, from
1: pipeline um, and los comic Geekos. i believe that's everybody if I've missed anybody I'm very sorry um,
0: so it's 11.30 30 on sunday 30.
1: So um, be there or be square. And if you go they
0: to ifmboy oh sorry if you go to dot com you can go click on the top we've got a San Diego logo you can read um, all the information you need to know about going to San Diego and all of our coverage and you and can also see that Saturday night we're going to have a little bar night out for all the people that are going to be in San Diego of age sorry Spider Man uh, it's going to be at <laughs> Tavoli which is a bar. In He'd be in a
1: window looking at us all sad. <laughs> we'll bring him out a tea.
0: Five hundred six Sixth Avenue in San Diego. We're gonna be there Saturday night. or oh, we haven't determined the time yet. But if you're gonna come, mm-hmm. come to the website, put post in the thread that you're gonna be there, so we know to look for you. If, if you can
1: make it to the, if you can make it to that and come and, and hang out, that would be cool. If you can make it to the panel, come out and s- support us. I guess that Plus, would be really also, cool, also. If
2: you're gonna be at the con and you see us on the floor, we'll have our badges and and we'll be out and about. So just come up and say hi. We'd love. We'll to We'll have something. stickers. Yeah. Yes, we Ooh, will have stickers. stickers. So, anybody who comes talks to us gets a sticker. So yes. I, ho- I hope I just made a promise I can actually <laughs> follow through with. <laughs> Dude, I, I still got a couple thousand. Yeah, I got a couple hundred. Here, here, so. <laughs> so, so, awesome. So, San Diego, it's going to be fun. So we're we're in, totally yeah. excited. I'm at the point now where I
1: look at the day and I go, and days to go. Excited, <laughs> but G-G. also
0: scared because I realized I'm not prepared. I, I had to go shopping for clothes today. It was a big big hassle.
1: Oh, it doesn't have any clothes.
0: No, I go to the, uh, Yeah, let's not even get to that. Frapper map. Huge, another
2: huge week for the Frapper map, not really, I don't know, maybe, 223 people. Um, our latest Frapper guy is Johnny Destructo. That's
0: JD from, from the letter.
2: Yeah, from North, well, from North Wales, and I was like, ooh, another England person, Pennsylvania. Yeah, sorry. Right, so North Wales, Pennsylvania. Um, Corex, who says we rock with no C. Um, Jake, who says go team venture from Arlington, Massachusetts. Um, some, an anonymous person said great podcast, so that's pretty cool and um mark from nottingham england says that we're the best podcast on the net has ever known and we should be all kinds of proud which we are thanks um so thank you everybody so you can go to the frapper map and stick your pin in if you haven't yet um it's at frapper.com slash ifanboy f-r-a-p-p-r.com slash ifanboy and we know that there's still several hundred of you who haven't stuck your pin in the map so please go do that um because we want to we want to be globally represented also, we've still we've still yet to break into Africa so
1: <laughs> also if you uh, if you like the show and and you want to help out go over to iTunes and write us a, a review favorable if it must um, or over to podcast alley um, that would be really cool even you better can than vote that, for
2: us you can vote for us on podcast alley and leave a comment
1: uh, even better than that you tell your friends tell, uh, tell tell your comic shop people you say oh I listen to a good podcast you know whatever spread the word help us out um, that would be really cool so that we have more people to write in letters and give us more stuff to talk about and all that stuff. Um, and and we have yet another
2: – this is all about new, exciting things. We have yet another fun thing for you all to do to celebrate iFanboy, um, <laughs> which is we finally succumb to the to the lore of MySpace. So if you go to myspace.com slash iFanboy, we've got a uh, profile up there now. And if you're on MySpace, please send us a friend invite. and We'll add you as a friend of the show. Um and we'll be, we'll be basically posting, you know, kind of upcoming events and things like that and basically trying to send you back to ifanboy.com. But um, we're on MySpace, so you can check it out there.
0: And don't forget, we mentioned it before, but then voicemail. You can leave us a message. We can, re- you know, answer your voicemail question on the air. It's one eight 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 fanboys which is three two six two six nine seven.
2: And finally, if you like what you hear and um, you like what you've heard before and you like the site, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations and... Um, Drop some uh, change in the donation jar, if you will. Uh, we offer our recommended donation as a dollar um, for a podcast, but we also offer a monthly and yearly um, ongoing subscription donation of $3 a month or $20 for the year, or you can donate whatever amount you feel fit. And thank you to everybody who's donated this past week. Um, to Just an example, our new voicemail and our 1-800 number is a example of your dollars being put to work. So um, thank you. We said
0: we had exciting plans, and we were not lying. No, we weren't.
1: I can hardly contain my excitement.
0: So I think that's it, guys.
1: I think that
2: is. So
0: did we miss anything?
2: Probably. Uh, yeah. We'll we go read uncanny again.
1: Go to the website. <laughs> There's all,
2: sort boy. Boy. There's
1: all sorts of really good uh, discussion that's been going on. Superman thread's boy. blowing com. up. There's a nice discussion boy. on Marvel. Um, what did I say?
0: Dot com. But he's just repeating it over and over. It's like subliminal. Well, that boy. makes dot com. it difficult. and <laughs> Come to
2: San Diego if you're Where coming to say hi to us. Uh, DC Marvel Superman returns a lot of good discussion
1: yeah so. stuff on the if like I said you know if we missed any books want to talk about stuff that you like this week argue with us all that stuff that's the place to do it
2: what's my name bitch? no <laughs> my fanboy <laughs> Jesus <laughs> wait are you
1: Ron or Josh like, wait I'm Josh <laughs> oh yeah which one are
0: you see you next week bye guys
1: thanks.